0: Hello and welcome to the Marysville Journal-Tribune podcast. This episode is brought to you by Axiona Energia, proudly bringing solar power to Union County and the Buckeye State. My name is Michael Williamson
1: and I'm here today with... Tim Miller, sports editor of the Journal-Tribune.
0: Alexei Pavlov, sports editor of the Richwood Gazette. Bob Putman, sports writer, Journal-Tribune. All right, so in today's show we're going to do a little bit of a sports update. We have the sports guys in here today uh, back to talk about what's going on in local sports. So where do you want to begin?
1: We're going to... Do winter sports today? Just uh, sort of. Uh, we've got winter sports started, and we'll see where we are. Just when you thought it was safe to tune in your podcast, we're back.
0: Well, and and I guess it's also fair to say that we're going to do this once a month uh, right. from here on out through um, the end of
1: the winter sports season, and and we haven't discussed spring sports yet, but we may even be back for that. So uh, I want to start. You're forewarned, you're forewarned. Yes. Yes, be afraid. Be very yeah. afraid. I want to start out with two sports that are primarily uh, Marysville sports, gymnastics and swimming. The gymnastics team opened their season last week against state-ranked Olin Olentangy Berlin. And needless to say, it didn't go as well as Coach Amber Calvert would have hoped. She never did send me any results from that match, so maybe that's shows you how it didn't go very well for for Marysville there as of this taping on Tuesday morning uh, we're a day away from their second competition of the year they're going to be hosting Worthington Kilbourne on Wednesday they've got some very good uh, veteran gymnasts including uh, Kelsey and Avery Murphy Murphy Audrey Spooner and Abby Bates and Amber was telling me late last week that uh, she's going to have pretty much her veterans in all of the events, all around floor exercise, the balance beam, the bars, the parallel bars, things like that. She said uh, not all of the girls like to do all the events, but she said she'll persuade them to do it. So, uh, And knowing Amber like I have the last few years, she can be very persuasive. So we'll just uh, have to wait and see. Their season's just gotten started. So uh, I don't know if the match against uh, Berlin is an indication of what's going to happen because Berlin's just one of those teams that's a little bit higher echelon in the state. So we'll have to keep track of how the gymnastics are going. Uh, As far as swimming, they've had two dual meets against Benjamin Logan and Whetstone. And both Marysville teams have won those rather handily. This may be one of the best seasons for both swimming teams that we've had in a while. Uh, the boys are led by uh, veterans Joey Hazelbaker and the Philbert brothers, Gabe and Patrick, and Nathan Molidor, are very, very solid swimmers. The girls, Reese Cordonier, Mallory Seaman, Molly Gregory, and Carly Amrine are, are all proven Uh, successful swimmers. So uh, I I think that uh, maybe the girls can make some noise when it comes to the OCC Cardinal Division meet that'll be held in February. So we'll keep an eye on them as well. Now the sports where everybody's involved, uh, we're going to talk a little bit first about wrestling. Uh, Alexi, what have you seen so far in your wrestling venture so this year
0: so at this point in the season I mean this is typically where you see a lot of warm-up matches and tournaments I was at the Harry Steele tournament with Triad and Fairbanks over this past weekend and you know Fairbanks has a lot of um, you know youth and a lot of first-year wrestlers are part of their team um, so the Harry Steele tournament you know proved to be uh, a pretty pretty good environment for the newbies on the on on the squad, and you know, there's just a lot of like raw talent on Fairbanks. And while while that is good to see, you know, kids really putting in the effort, um, you know, technique definitely needs to be cleaned up. But I mean, Theo, the head coach, he he's he's very optimistic. And you know, we talked both about boys and girls wrestling because Fairbanks, in the past and really this year, they've they've had a lot of ladies on their Grappling team and with this year being the first year of sanctioned girls wrestling. He wants to see um, state uh, re- Representation when it comes time for the state tournament um, and uh, Austin Coy is a name on Fairbanks that everyone should be paying attention to he's one of the most experienced leaders on that team um, I believe he uh, he placed in the top four um, at the Harry Steele tournament Um and with that being said, Triad was also at that tournament. Um, awesome Mitchell, uh, Thomas, Ford, and a few other wrestlers, um, their their names escape me right now. But Triad's going to be pretty strong in wrestling this year. I don't know if they I'm, – I'm almost positive they can't fill up a full weight class, but their individuals definitely show out. Um, awesome got second. Um in the tournament over the weekend, uh, Ty Thomas got got second in his weight class as well. Um, you know, I guess I'm really the only r- returner um, that I guess made noise last year was awesome. Um, he also, you know, obviously is a stellar football player, just an all around good athlete. Um, he was first team All OHC last season um, for wrestling, so that's definitely um, a couple names on triad that people should be paying attention to marysville um i haven't seen them wrestle yet um but i know that the boys just want to they got first place at a tournament um over the weekend and the girls um got first place at the clyde classic um and they're again two very strong teams i'm looking to see brady Sager, colton powers and um you know uh oh Garcia definitely comes to mind. Stephen, yeah. Yeah, Steven Garcia comes to mind when, you know, I, I saw him lose a couple close matches uh, last year, and I I look for him to ascend this year um, in well, his wrestling skill.
1: Well, Sean Andrews, the boys coach for Marysville, he told me last week, he says, we're looking at this season as one with an opportunity for growth. Uh, he's got seven weight classes with – some guys who have like Brady Seeger and Zach Farr and Colton Powers and Steven Garcia who have a good deal of varsity experience. He said our other seven weight classes could be, you know, a little hit and miss early in the season, but he says we just want to keep improving, uh, they placed fourth at the Bob Williams duels uh, almost two weeks ago. Of course, Graham was there, and anytime you see Graham roll into town, it's like, mm, okay, we're all <laughs> fighting it out for second best. Uh, they won the Fairmont Firebird Classic, and that was even without uh, Powers being there. He was uh, did not wrestle. Uh, they're going to compete in the Olin Liberty Classic on Friday and Saturday of this week. That's going to be another good test. Forum uh marysville will be there yeah they're, they will make noise in the postseason and uh, i think they're going to be fine will it be as strong a team as they've been accustomed to over the years time will tell but you know they're they're going to have good state representation by the time the first of march rolls around and as will the girls i mean you've got Callie lang who was a state champion two years ago and was state runner up last year when the girls wrestling was a club sport. Uh, you got Katie Palmer and Malia Burkhart, Desi Lee. Mm-hmm. They're all uh, very competent wrestlers. They've got a move in or transfer from Delaware Hayes in Meredith uh, Milligan. So that should add some depth. Uh, Tim Crane is the new head coach. For the girls he's uh was an assistant coach for sean for several years and he's taken over the girls uh program he says he's still learning (laughs) as far as being a head coach
0: i will say for those who do see tim crane out in the wild you know give him give him your best because uh you can tell that he wants to do well in this in this position And, and we've we've joked uh in the past tim and i have uh not Tim Miller, but Tim Crane and I have joked in the past on how different it is to be a head coach rather than just someone on the, you know, coaching staff. But, um, you know, uh, to, to, to add to your um, list of wrestlers to watch out for, I'm looking for Malia to kind of also ascend as well. I mean, her training partner for the most part is Callie. Mm-hmm. Um, You've also
1: Cowboys. got Aubrey Reese, who was a state exactly. runner-up last year, so we don't want to forget her. Uh, they're hoping to even get more numbers, they want to see girls wrestling continue to grow in Ohio, and I think it will be. I think it's going to be a very fast-moving, uh, growing sport. Bob, what do you know about North Union's wrestling?
2: Well, I I, I have seen them wrestle once. Uh, they had a, a sort of a preview or whatever uh, with Mount Gilead and Springfield Central Catholic, and um, and so they there were no team scores uh, kept at that. Uh, and so and basically what uh, Garrett Andrews the head coach told me that that was to get kids some some mat time because he even had uh, his own kids wrestled against each other in the thing they he wanted to get the kids some mat time he had told me at the beginning of the season this may be the most he's ever had out for wrestling since he's been coach and you know that's always good he says the the downside to that is there's a majority of them have never really wrestled before, so there's some uh, you know, learning curve there and that kind of thing. Uh, they were this past weekend. They were at the Bersiris Invitational. Uh, I think they finished seventh. Seventh, yeah. And then the, the name of the kid, I, I have drawn a blank. Trace so Williams. Yes, Trace Williams. I 126. I think that's yeah. what he wrestles at. He was voted the outstanding wrestler of the tournament, so uh, that's uh, you know very good for him. I think probably he's going to be the one that uh, is 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 going to be uh, uh, the one to look at. Although I will say uh, a young man I saw wrestle at the at the North Union tournament, Austin Klein, uh, he did very well in the Busiris tournament. So uh, Garrett's been happy with what's going on. Uh, uh, still learning a lot right now with with what's going on uh but uh he, he is very pleased with the number of kids he's got out
1: well trace williams should be a pretty decent leader for him he has state tournament experience from last year so
0: that that's a good place to start i think so well um lastly with j a yes. uh-huh. yeah um jonathan alder they they have a they have a full lineup um as well. I mean, you know, they have a returner in Oliver Byerly uh, who placed third in his weight class last season. Look for him to also be back at the state tournament this year. And really, I mean, the, all, the, all the other weight classes, I mean, Xavier Pierce, um, Damon Hay, those are two names that I feel like uh, could quite possibly be in the conversation of state uh, tournament participation. Um, and uh, there, was, there was a, um, oh, now I for, Now I'm drawing a blank on a name. Um, anyway, uh, there's there's two ladies on the on on the team as well. Um, when I talked to Tony um, Watson, he wasn't necessarily disappointed, but he wished that he could have gotten more ladies out um, this year. Uh, one lady decided not to return, um, and uh, the two ladies that they have, um, Alana Levasseur, sorry if I mispronounced that name, and Ava Ader. Um, Ava's Ava's a pretty stout wrestler. She's strong, and um, you can tell that the game has slowed down a little bit for her. Um, usually when I would watch her wrestle, it was, you know, like sometimes you catch these wrestlers thinking too much, and you can see, like, how they're thinking on the mat, and she's, she's definitely become not only quicker, but... Um, she can process the game a whole lot better. I haven't seen Alana wrestle. um, And, well, that is this year. Um, Last year when I saw her wrestle at the Girls' State Tournament, she's definitely – her stature is very intimidating when you're looking at the other um, ladies in her weight class. And, you know, I would look for her to ascend um, to even state placing this year. Um, You can tell that there are some ladies that just don't want to wrestle her.
1: (laughs) Well, it's a sport where – there's no in-between feeling about it, so to speak. Yeah. You either love it or you don't love it. Yeah. You can't wrestle if you just sort of, yeah, I like it.
0: Yeah.
1: It's one of those sports where, if if the love of the sport isn't first
2: and foremost, it's not for you. I've ta- Alexa and I have talked several times about wrestling, uh, and and uh, while. I was not a wrestler. I have covered a lot of wrestling and wrestling is the uh, unique sport because you're it. Right. There's there's no guy to pass you the basketball, there's nobody to block for you for the running, uh, there's nobody to get on base so you can drive him in with a double. You're it. Mm-hmm. And the the pressure that the not only high school kids but college wrestling, you know, the pressure they have to feel uh, when they put so much effort uh, and if you lose in the last 10 seconds of a match which is what I saw one year at the state tournament I had a kid from Harding was was behind got a reversal and then got reversed all in the last 20 seconds yeah, yeah. to lose the match it
0: can, it can happen like that yeah.
2: and so it is probably the most unique sport to cover,
1: I had a young man from Marysville lost the state championship match in like a, with a manner of se- just several
2: seconds. Well, that's hardy, but this Harding, it was in the state championship yeah, match yeah. At, at Dayton, wow. and that's so that's disappointing. It went two to one, three to two, four to three in the in the split of twenty seconds. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, and 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 another unique thing, you know, building off that is, it doesn't matter what you're really ranked. Like the C's can change very quickly and an unranked wrestler can like take a ranked wrestler to task and you know, it's all about catching them at the right moment at the right time. And that's why I love it. You make one mistake.
2: Yeah. And it, you're it, on your back. Yeah, exactly. And, you're yeah. and exactly. you know, and that's uh yeah. that's why I'm saying that it's such an individual sport. Uh it's also uh, it's I, I'm not and I'm not trying to be derogatory here. <laughs> I, I, I've said this to Alexei. Yeah. Wrestlers are nuts, <laughs> but I understand why. Yeah, they, yeah.
0: You have to cope with a lot of emotions. You, you, you do, have to cope and
2: with. it's
1: it's not for everybody, as has been proven many times over. We don't want to forget to give a shout out to Derek Sharp, who's the oh, yeah. new boys coach yeah, Triad. at Triad. Mm-hmm. He's a former Marysville wrestler. Hopefully, he can bring some of that Marysville wrestling. Mentality to triad, get some numbers built up, and get some of those kids you know, down to the state tournament.
0: One of the things that Derek did during this offseason that I was able to witness was, and he just wrestled this past weekend, was Tyler Bates of Kent State. Um, he wrestled Caleb Romero from OSU, Mechanicsburg alum, um, at Ohio State this past weekend. But Derek brought Tyler in to help kind of coach and drill with uh, the team. And, you know, it's, it's always really cool to see that um, because from my perspective as of as you know a former wrestler it's like you want to see what greatness looks like and you want to mimic it as much as possible right um, and you know Tyler is definitely one of the more talented wrestlers to ever come out of this area and you know to play division one wrestling it's to play, to wrestle at Division One, really, is how I should phrase it. It's really um, an accomplishment.
1: Well, if you're a former Marysville wrestler and you're coaching at another school near or far, you have so many resources you can fall back on within your own alma mater program. Like I said, bringing in a Tyler Bates to help with practice, things like that, because there have been so many outstanding wrestlers. In Marysville's when history. When did
2: Derek go to Marysville? Derek, oh boy, he's.
0: Did he graduate in 2018? Kind of around that time. Around that time.
2: Okay, because I thought because I would when I was here the last yeah, time he was yeah. on the team.
1: and okay. he's just he has state tournament experience as well. He
0: and also he also wrestled at Finley. Yes. Yes.
1: So, and again, uh, I think with him being a triad, that's that can only help
0: build that program at triad so and and and, you know kind of it'll it'll be interesting number one to see how the girls state tournament and the boys state tournament are going to flow together at the shot um That'll now, be. How is that going to be set up? So from my from my perspective, how it's going to be set up is one side's going to be boys and the other side's going to be girls. They're
1: going to be going on at the same time.
0: Going on at the same time, all in the same three-day period.
1: We're going to be on roller skates <laughs> those three days. It is, it is
0: going to be packed because as Tim and I have both seen at the girls' tournament level back when it was the coaches' association that put it on. It was at the Hilliard Derby, and that place it's was. It's packed. It is packed. It was incredible. And, and it gets me excited just to just to think about the level of, um, you know, people that are going to be watching all of this go down at once. Um, it, it's going to be a long day, I'll tell you that much. Um, the girls are only going to be in one division, so I guess it'll be easy to kind of blow through that. Okay. Um, but that will help. because that, that will help, yeah. You know,
1: when the boys, you know, you may have a D3 boy over here at the same time. you got a D1 over here and – I've, I remember years I've covered the boys' state tournament by myself. You met yourself coming and going between mats there down at Ohio State. Well, well, so. I had
2: one year that I covered the state wrestling um, with Marion Pleasant, and I believe they had 13 kids make the state <laughs> tournament. Jeez, <laughs> 13, <laughs> uh, Jeez, 12, 13,
0: that's double a, digits. That's, a, that's almost a full line. Yeah,
2: and it was not uncommon for – Two, three, four wrestlers being on the mat at the same time. Oh sure, yeah. so there wasn't any way, but yeah. So uh, we're it, gonna have our
0: hands full, really. <laughs> and now
2: and, uh, nah, that doesn't obviously it doesn't happen very often unless you're Graham or yeah. Saint Ed or you know somebody like that. But uh, it, when you're talking about being on roller skates, uh, it's all over the place. It yeah. got to the point where I would just uh, they had rented a suite up in the. Uh, of the, the wrestling, pleasant wrestling team. And I just went there and did my interviews there. I didn't even try to find, the, to go to the interview. Cause yeah. I, you know, yeah.
0: But, uh, you know, a thing that they do at the state tournament, or they did this past state tournament, which was they had that corner where, like, once a wrestler won a match, the media could, like, go into that corner that's on the same that floor. Yeah. Um, that way you could just, like, get it real quick. Yeah. But um, uh, one, one other note that I wanted to make about just, like, wrestling as a whole is um, – you know, because we're going to be on this month-by-month month basis, um, it's going to be hard to really, um, you know, dictate exactly how well someone's doing. I guess from like a detailed level, but wrestling is is about waves, right? Like, you'll have you'll have like streaks going on, and then they'll meet someone who matches their skill level and takes them on the rope. But it's all about how you wrestle. Towards the end of the postseason, maybe like a month before the postseason, that is what really counts. So, really, right now and even like the midseason, I would say, is like a lot of testing, a lot of experimenting um, when it comes to mat mat play and. Well, that's why Marysville's
1: boys, in particular, they like to compete at some of these tournaments that aren't in the Central Ohio area. They want to. They want to see different styles of wrestling they want to go up against different styles of wrestling that with the mindset that it's going to help them mm-hmm. come sectional district and state time and and Marysville's
0: lineup of district and state wrestlers is surely impressive over the years right. i mean i guess overall we can expect uh, a lot of great things out of our local wrestlers and i guess time will tell if um, obviously, the records, like, you know, the wins and losses help you get seated better sure. in uh, the local tournaments. But, yeah. I mean, we'll see We'll see who answers the call or not, really.
1: Well, when it comes to basketball, we lost a Union County legend, and he has been replaced by a familiar name. Bob, let's talk a little bit about North Union boys and girls basketball.
2: Brian Terrell had been at North Union uh, for more than two decades as either the boys coach or the girls' coach, and um, the past couple of years, he's he's had some health issues. I know uh, uh, he got COVID uh, pretty bad there last season, to the point where he had to take several games off, where he couldn't coach. And I think just finally decided that he needed uh, some time away to just to get himself healthy again, and and like that. So,
1: and we surely hope he does. We yes, wish him all yes. the best.
2: So North Union hired Ryan Gross, who uh, formerly was at uh, Marysville, and last year he was the assistant coach, at, assistant coach at Jonathan Alder. Um, I knew Ryan a little bit from uh, when he was at Marysville, but you know obviously now I, I see him more and more. He's got a he's got a tough road to uh, to get, go down this year because they lost a lot to graduation uh, plus. They had one player, who Owen Davis, who was another key member, uh, is on his way to Purdue for a football scholarship, so he's not even he's not even playing. So this year's team is is a unique um, team in the in the fact that there's not going to be a lot of margin for error for them, uh, and it's shown in their first four games. They've gone two and two. Um, they. I've been manhandled in a couple games, but I've also come back to uh, uh, show some some bounce back and and uh, get some victories. But I think it's going to be that way all year. They are a good shooting team, so they're probably going to live and die with the, the way they shoot the ball. Um, and um, so, and and uh, again, that has shown up in their first two games. Um, they uh, Tyler Kremhane, uh is is a, a guard. Max Parish is probably their best three point shooter. Uh, Mason Bright uh, is 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 uh, coming on there, and so um, it's going to be a little bit of a roller coaster for him, I think, uh, this year. But uh, uh, seen some positive things in their uh, in their two games they uh, they play. Uh, at the time of the taping, they play a, a game on Tuesday night against Pleasant, and that'll be their fourth game in eight or nine days.
1: Well, they had one their season opener at River Valley was, was postponed because of North Union had yeah, illness in their yeah. program. And so, I was,
2: so they're playing four. This would be their four, this would have been, would have been their fourth game in eight or nine days. So, um, well, speaking to that, I saw Ryan at a Marysville girls game. And uh, we were
1: talking about that, and he said, within the whole program, there were one or two days when he only had eight or nine kids total because he had kids out with being
0: yeah. sick. So there's not much you can get accomplished I guess so. during the practice sessions with that. Another name that I wanted to bring up just because I know he would love to hear this. Trey, Trey, Trey it was uh, uh, he's he's playing basketball um, for the first time in his high school career, and I saw that he's getting some minutes.
2: He actually in the, in the last game they played, he actually was the first guy off the bench, and made it made an impact. Uh, Caden Lasseter is also on the team this year. Uh, he, it's first time for him uh, playing basketball. And I tried to, Trey Bosler. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, Trey Basler.
0: I tried to get them both to wrestle, but they both just did. and
2: uh, <laughs> ignored me. Uh, uh, Caden's not quite as far along as Trey is. Uh, in fact, I and I and I'm, and I'm sorry, Caden. I'm saying this, you're still playing like a football player a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and but he's he's trying really hard. Yeah, uh, but uh, That's all you can ask. And, and uh, but like I say, it's the 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 season for for North Union will be a an up and down, I believe. Uh, come later in the season, maybe not. So,
1: Bob, you and I have seen a lot of Brian Terrell basketball teams, boys and girls, over the years. I know it's early in the season. Have you seen what differences from Brian's approach to Ryan's approach?
2: They are – they try to be much more – they try to be quicker than a a lot of Brian's teams were. I mean, I I know there were times Brian liked to be uh, up, you know, upbeat and everything, but uh, they run a lot of – they run a lot of uh, – Quick stuff and I mean, on the go, um, but I think that's because of who he has.
1: He doesn't have the size. He, he doesn't he have the have. size,
2: and and in the one game I believe was against uh, River Valley. Yeah, when they played River Valley, the game that got postponed. Um, we talked a little bit about that. When you don't have size and you don't block out, you're going to get Hammered on the mm-hmm. boards, yeah, and that's what happened to Ur Valley. Yeah. The next game, they did a better job. One of their other games, they sort of fell back and did not. Uh, and, and they're going to need to take care of the basketball. Like I say their margin of error is is pretty small. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, but yeah, the the it's a different different style of offense. Uh, but I think that's somewhat dictated by the personnel. Right. I mean, if you had a Zach Vernon. It, it wouldn't be what they're doing. He, they would post him up like Brian yeah. did and, mm-hmm. you know, getting the ball and and because he's he was a dominant player inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they don't have that dominant player. They are definitely a perimeter team. Crabahenny yeah. uh, will do some slashing, yeah. um, but uh, uh, for the most part they're a perimeter. they got to be on every now and day. they've got to be on. I, I, mm-hmm. Again, I hate to keep saying that, but the margin is so yeah. small that yeah. – uh, if one thing doesn't work, that could dictate the game. Yeah. Lady Cats have gotten off to a pretty good start. Pretty good start, they. Uh, they're, they're they're a really fun team to they're, watch. They're four and one, and they uh, brought everybody back. The the I, I'd say everybody. The one player that was a senior on last year's team didn't play because she was injured. So um, and and what's sort of remarkable is I think they only have. Two seniors or three seniors, maybe on this year's team, so they're still pretty young, and um, they've they've gone like say four and one. Um, they are very upbeat, uh, you know, get out and run and, and play good defense and everything. Um, uh, Allison and Abby Price uh, are there. T- T- Taryn Moran is a, a post post player who's done some good things. Jada Davis, while she is uh, not scoring a lot, very very tight defensive player. She's given some good uh, some good defense. Uh, Benedict uh, is uh, uh, a good outside shooter, and uh, so she's uh, uh, can do that. Uh, but they've done uh, done really well, and and Zoe Wedding is it runs the. Uh, the point form, and her and Jada both do, but uh, but she's a, a really good three-point shooter. Uh, but again, like I say, they are. Oh, and they and they also have a freshman coming off off the bench, Kennedy Hera, uh, who has uh, very tenacious, um, and and I, I she comes by that naturally because I've known her father for a yeah. long time. And when he was in sports in, back in Marion County, uh, that's the way he played. So they're all related to Toby Hara, who
1: played uh, Major League Baseball right. shortstop for years and years and yeah. years with so, several but, teams. Uh,
2: but they uh, uh, very promising. The the downside though is is that I, they're going to do very good during the regular season, but they're going to be they went from Division Three to Division Two this year for tournament. So it's really going to depend on what, uh, who they get in the draw. Now it's saying that um, Bree Jackson upgraded the schedule a little bit this year to schedule some teams that they would, the type of teams they might see in the Division Two tournament. So, um, so they made some some uh, effort there to okay, let's get these kids used to. A division up in basketball, so they're not very far over that division. They're, two, they're probably two or three kids over.
1: You could have hidden two or three kids <laughs> in the broom closet so, when you took the and, count. Uh,
2: and it's it's conceivable the in two years when they do the count again, they may drop back to division three. So, um, but it uh, uh, they they have played very well so far. Uh, uh, but Bree is is. Uh, not going to rest on any kind of laurel. No. She's, she's uh, uh, keeping, uh, keeping them up. And, and she's added an assistant coach this year. Uh, and uh, Another familiar another name. Another familiar name. And, and uh, used to be an assistant at Marysville and uh, uh, head coach, used to be the head coach of the girls' team. North and, Union, yeah. North Union. And uh, – uh, I'm, I'm stalling a little bit because of Natalie Herring. Na- Natalie <laughs> Harris <mean, laughs> How can you forget Natalie? No I deal with could've... so many names, boy, they just all get in my head. Well,
1: yeah, after so many years I've yeah. been doing this, someone and will see me on the street. Hi, how and, are you doing? I'm going and,
2: like, yeah, okay. and I uh, And also they've added to the staff Autumn Hudson, a former North Union player who went on to, to have some, some success at uh, Eastern Michigan. And so she's uh, – an assistant on the team. Now, uh, Natalie's main job is defense, uh, so um,
1: which she believes in uh, whole very lot. much. A whole <laughs> lot. Um, she, and let you
2: funny. Know Natalie told me she she thought she was done, and Bree asked her to come back and help out, and she couldn't do it. She couldn't stay away. Couldn't, so, couldn't, but, couldn't uh, say no. So, so it's it, it it's going to be interesting for North Union. I. I I think they're the top team in the league in the Mad River division. Um, and uh, But that, you know, you still have to go out and, and play the game. So, play the game. And that, that's what that's where we're at with North Union.
1: Alexi, you know a little bit more about Jonathan Alder's boys and girls teams and
0: maybe Triad's boys and the rest of us. Talk about those
1: teams a few
0: minutes. So um, Jonathan Alder is a really interesting situation because both – the boys and girls teams graduated a wealth of senior experience. For the girls, let's let's focus on the Lady Pioneers for a second. Um, all of their starters, except for one, are coming back. Um, Evan Platfoot is the leader on that team. Um, you know, she's still the in my in my eyes. Whenever I watch them, she's the first person that touches the ball, and and she facilitates a lot of um, what that offense can do. Uh, the Murdoch sisters have really um, intrigued me a little bit. Uh, Avery and Jackson, both of them are hard competitors. Um, Avery kind of puts herself in the situations where um, she demands respect and and, and, it's, and it's kind of uh, it's, it's really interesting to see these young ladies um, take to the helm because last season with people like Mary Ferrito um, on the team, you know they made it to the district final, lost to bishop, Hartley. Um, And I believe it was double overtime, maybe triple overtime. But, you know, time will tell to see if uh, they can stack up against the competition when it comes time for the postseason. But when I talked to um, head coach Alan Eggleston, the one thing that kept coming up was they need to build experience, 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 experience. And with someone like Evan on the team, um, she's through her work ethic has inspired um, others to take a little extra time for example you know he brought up um sharon Kiefer, who in my opinion might be one of the better three-point arc shooters um on the lady Pioneers squad she stays after practice with evan to work on her shots and evan is you know she she comes with a little bit of baggage this season a little bit with a wrist surgery um that she got in august um she's you know this has been an ongoing thing in her and in, in in her life and um you know, whenever I take photos of her, I she can't really put that flick on her wrist a little bit, but she's still scoring. I mean, she's she's working with it as much as she can. So, grit and experience is really what I'm what I'm uh, looking at the Lady Pioneers for this season. Is while they lack the experience of the of the varsity level. Um, they're gonna they're gonna have a lot of grit, and they have a transfer coming in from Vinton County. Um, I almost forgot Ashley Bentley, who's listed on the team at six foot three, and I believe it. <laughs> um, she she's a she's a lot of raw talent, definitely. Um, well, she is the only post player listed on the roster. Um, her her dad Rod Bentley played for Jonathan Alder uh, a number of years ago. and right. Was a very good player. So and you know it's. The last game I saw, um, Ashley, I believe she she fouled out. But, you know, when you're that size, when you're six foot three, um, and, it, and it happens with guys too, is when you are noticeably bigger than any of the other players on the court, the refs tend to take more time <laughs> with looking at what you're doing versus what the other people are doing. And, um, you know, there have been a few cases where, um, you know, she's had to kind of like battle with, um, her size and maybe kind of like lay off the gas a little bit, but, um, you know, she, again, like she has a lot of raw talent. Um, I think, you know, some moments require her to slow down just a little bit, but, um, you know, again, experience and time will tell this is her first time she's a junior. This is, this is the first time she's played at a varsity level. So, um, it'll be interesting to see, uh, moving on to the guys, um, they're fun to watch, too. Um, they they have um, Peyton Heiss coming back. He was a regular starter uh, for the Pioneers. Um, he is now, you know, the go-to guy. And, I mean, he recently scored 33 points against London, of all teams, another rival for uh, J.A. Beat London handily. And he scored the same amount of points that London as an entire team scored, 33. Uh, he, you know, he scored... Four three-point goals in that in that matchup, and in the past, back when Joey Walker um, and and uh, a lot of the you know senior leaders who were on Tabor the team, headings yeah, taper headings. Um, and I'm sorry if I'm forgetting your name, but you know they they helped a lot in um, boosting up the you know the the scoring efforts, and you could tell that Peyton was trying to force things a lot of the time back when you know he was a part of the supporting cast. But now that he's the guy, I think there's a little bit more emphasis on him actually making his shots. Um, And he's done a great job so far. I mean, the first game I watched this season, they played Hilliard Davidson, went into double overtime. And they have a lot of young guys coming off the bench and, you know, getting some, you know, varsity experience. And they have a new head coach uh, this year in Derek uh, Dickey. And he, you know, he – he has a really – I mean, like, he's he's one of the more, I guess, vocal coaches whenever you watch coaches on the sideline, how much they're into the game. He's, he's, he's fun to watch too because he's very intense. Um, and, you know, especially during the Hilliard-Davidson game, like, he was just um, over the moon when it came time to, you know, connect on three-point goals. I mean, the reason why they ended up winning the first game of the season in overtime was because – they were they were shooting for 75% at the free throw line, um, and he has high expectations. When I asked him about goals, he wants to uh, get that fourth conference um, title um, that Zach Ross helped get the third last year, mm-hmm. um, who's now at New Philadelphia, yeah. um, coaching the Quakers, um, and he is still, of course, a friend to the to the Pioneers um, and you know both teams for JA like i said they they lack varsity experience but they also have either one or two players on the roster that have considerable varsity experience and it it would be up to if if i was if i was on that team i would look up to the guys who and the ladies and for that matter who spend most time on the court actually you know putting putting points together and um and stuff like that. So, um, you know, we'll see what the postseason looks like. I'm kind of I'm kind of interested to see how things develop for them.
2: If I could just jump in here, just one. You brought up a couple points, about. I'd yeah. like to go back a little bit.
0: You're talking about the one
2: kid who uh, had a secondary role right. last year and now is maybe. Um, North Union is going through that with the boys team. The, they're They're three or four players because of the kids that they had last year were secondary roles, or and and now, as, as Ryan told me at the beginning of the season, now they have main roles, mm-hmm. and so the the problem is not the problem, is, but the thing is they need now, you know, change maybe a little bit the way that they play, yeah. and that kind of thing. You also talk about the young lady who is six three. Yeah. Um, over my thirty some years of during sports reporting, the one thing with the big girls, and even to a certain extent, the taller guys. Before high school, they never really had to develop too much. I mean, they were always so much bigger than the rest of the team that they could just do things because they were tall. Lob the ball into them yeah. and let them go. Well, when you get to high school, A, you're going against better athletes, right. and B, you're going against people who are the same size as you
0: Yeah.
2: in, in a lot of cases. So the learning experience, as you were talking about, uh, is is right there that they're going to have to learn okay i can't get by with what i used to yeah yeah uh so i need to find some more tools in my belt to 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 help the team so i just wanted to uh, thank you i just wanted to jump oh yeah no no thank you you brought in a couple things that i i want to get across there
1: the triad boys have won one out of their three games um what do you know about them? Well, so
0: I'll be honest. I haven't watched them. This will be the first week that I get to see them play Fairbanks, um, another team that I've you know seen in the past as well. But they have a new head coach, um, and you know when I talked to him, it was he he has he's a Triad grad. Um, Adam Moore. Adam Moore. Yes, yes. Yes. Sorry. Um, Adam Moore. He's he's a Triad grad. He was a part of um, uh, two conference uh, championship winning teams at Triad. One, of which uh, was an OHC title before before they were a part of the OHC, and um, you know he understands the level um, that needs to be had when, you know, you're when you're trying to be the top dog. Um, and they have a player coming back, Tyler Perry, not to be confused with the filmmaker, um, <laughs> who uh, who is is again going to be that leader. He was in a supporting role last year, and like there's there, there's a lot of kids on. Really, all the teams that we cover that really fit those rules. Um, but Tyler Perry is one of them who you can look at and be like, that's probably the leader on the team. Um, but, you know, Adam Moore named a, too many names to really say on a podcast. Like, he he basically mentioned the whole team because the whole it's going to take a whole team effort to really make some noise this year. Um, well, they lost the bulk of their scoring from last year with Aiden Spriggs
1: graduating yeah. and a couple other kids who yeah. were – uh potential double yeah. digit scores on any given night. So it's we'll see how he can
0: we'll see how all that, you know, shapes up. And um, you know, same with same with the girls. I haven't watched the girls yet this season with Triad, but you know, give Erica Trainer the credit in the world. Um she, you know, believes in her ladies and Therefore, I believe in what she does. Um, you know, it's 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 going to be a struggle, but they do have a lot of experience coming back.
1: Yeah, they they they've gotten off to a pretty tough start this year. They're one and six. Their only lo- victory has been to Northeastern, who's also won one game. Um, I know they didn't have much luck against Fairbanks last Saturday night. I. I debated about going over to try to cover that game, and ended up doing some Christmas type things with the family, and then then I get the score when we get in Monday morning, and it was like Fairbanks beat them like fifty-seven to six. So it was just, uh, uh, and Fairbanks the girls had beaten Northeastern fifty-four to four earlier in the season. Um, Emma Ferguson and Abby over, Overfield Oberfield are their top scorers. They're combining for an average of. 16 points a game, which doesn't sound impressive for your top two scores, but you got to figure they're only averaging 28 points a game, and they're only shooting a little over 22 percent from the field. So, uh, I'd like to give Erica Trainer the patience of Job award. Uh, it's it's going to be another difficult season for him in the OHC, but. You know, Erica's young. She's enthusiastic. Hopefully she can get it built back up to what I remember when Triad's girls were a very good basketball program, and hopefully she can, she can get that built back up. Uh, as far as Fairbanks' boys and girls, um, they're both at the top of the North Division of the OHC, as we're speaking right now. Uh, the boys, I've seen them play – Once so far, Um, they don't have anybody that I would call a star player, but they got a bunch of good players. It's and it's also basically a new team. They've got eight new players, they graduated a lot of guys from last year's conference uh, division championship. Uh, Top scorer, right now, as we're talking, Riker Green. Is averaging about nine points a game. Riker's one of the best athletes I've seen in Fairbanks in a long time. He's quick. He is quick. quick, He's strong. Uh, He digs his nose in on defense, goes up for rebounds. Holtz Main is a sophomore. He's averaging seven points a game. Uh, This is Holtz's first year of high school basketball because he had to sit out last year when he blew out his knee in uh, a playoff football game. As a freshman, so I think you know what the the time I watched him play Urbana, you could tell he's still rounding himself into to playing shape, and he's still learning uh, what Coach Zach Brown wants to do. But he's six six. Once he gets things going, he's going to be a monster. You
2: can't coach height. No,
1: no, you can't. <laughs> uh, they've got some other guys on the team, Braden Weedman. Andrew Crow uh, are both capable of scoring in double figures any night. AJ Lannon, who was their quarterback in football. he sort of runs things at the point. He saw a little bit of time with v- the varsity last year. So I I don't see any reason why Fairbanks can't uh, win the North division. the team that I thought might be their primary challenger, uh, West Liberty Salem, Fairbanks beat last week pretty handily. Uh, as far as the girls, they're a lot like another team I'm going to be talking about in a few minutes. They are senior heavy, and it's a good class of senior heavy. Uh, you got Carly Lehman and Elena Lommers, uh, Elena's made her name uh, in other sports such as soccer and track and field, uh, cross country. Cross country. Yeah. Uh, both Carly and Elena are averaging around nine points a game. Uh, Ellie Carter, another one of those soccer players who's just a hard-nosed young lady, averaging about nine a game. Macy Miller is second in the OHC and rebounding with almost 11 a game. She's not scoring as much so far this season. She's still young, but she's very capable of going for 15 or 20 points. I don't, you know she doesn't need to score as much because you've got some other people who can what they need the most out of her is to hit the boards and play defense and keep your knees healthy so you don't uh, miss any time late in the season reese Poling uh, had double figure scoring the other night um i i see fairbanks's girls running the table um as far as the ohc north uh They were, on a sadder note, they were supposed to play at Hilliard Davidson Monday of this week. Game was postponed. Um, Chris Lighty, um, who has been an assistant coach to Landon Fraker and who uh, has supplied me with stats over the last few years, uh, unfortunately and sadly, uh, passed away unexpectedly on Monday. So our thoughts and prayers are with uh, the Lighty family, and all the girls uh, the Fairbanks program who got to know him, uh, we offer our condolences. Uh, Marysville boys basketball, they're one and three right now, but to me that one and three is a little bit deceptive because they took Dublin Jerome, the top team in the OCC Cardinal Division. They took... Took them to the wall and only lost by a handful of points last Friday night. Uh, then they lost to a good Bishop Reedy team. They had to turn around and play Bishop Reedy in a non-conference game Saturday and lost that one by about 15 points. But this is the second year for Mark Tinklenberg as the head coach. And yeah, if, you, if anybody remembers last year, they got off to a very rocky start. The 2021 20, portion of the 2021-22 20, season – wasn't so hot for them. They they were like 3 and 8 or 3 and 9 at one point. And then things got into the new year and things started picking up and and one of the reasons why it picked up was that the guys were starting to get a little bit more comfortable with Mark as their head coach. He was still getting he was starting to get a little bit more comfortable with them, but the key this year for Marysville is Jason Moore. He's a 6-8 junior who Uh, had a cup of coffee uh, early in his freshman year, then got more playing time under Ryan Gross, Uh, kept developing as a sophomore. And if this young man, he's averaging 15 points and 11 rebounds per game, if he gets a little bit of an attitude of when he walks out on the court, if he gets the attitude of, I'm the best, and if he gets a little mean streak into him when he's going up for rebounds, the sky's the limit for this young man. He is strong. He's put on about 15 pounds of muscle. Uh, he's more comfortable, uh, from what I've seen, t- assuming a leadership-type role. It's hard to assume a leadership-type role when you're a sophomore. But now that he's a junior, I think he's growing into that. Uh, he's got a, but he doesn't have to do it all. You've got guys like Nick Weaver and Riker Bowden, uh, Merrick Reynolds, Connor Smith – Connor Smith's a 6'6 senior, can take some of the pressure off Jason uh, in the low post. Weaver, Bowden, and Reynolds, those guys are fearless when it comes to shooting the threes. And more often than not, those threes strike fear into the other team. So I think the the OCC Cardinal Division is going to be very strong this year. And Mark was telling me every night is going to be a battle. We, uh, they're going to be a lot like North Union's boys. Margin for error is very, very slim. But uh, there's talent there, and I think they're going to. I, I'm not saying they're, you know, they want to win a division championship. Everybody wants to win a division championship. I think, I can, I think they can finish in the top two or three if they continue to develop, if they avoid injuries, which you can never guess when that's going to happen. The girls, this is a team that I've been waiting for. They are senior heavy. Ava Wilkerson, Ava Kratowskis, Leah Brown, the Lee Twins, Gab and Cam, Maddie Hansen, they're all seniors. Uh, they are part of the last two OCC Cardinal division champions. They're the part of the last two division one district runners up. You throw junior JoJo Eberhardt in the mix. She's been involved with those two teams. Uh, all of these kids that I mentioned are
2: capable of scoring in double figures in any night. I find it interesting the names you're talking about there. I saw the volleyball team a couple times this year. I know those names yeah. because they were on the volleyball team. So now you've got a, a group who has played together at volleyball, and now they move into playing together at basketball. And I don't think you can underestimate what that means right. for those kids to, to know each other that well you know, through, th- through the sports program.
0: Well, even outside of volleyball and basketball, the Lee sisters um, – Brown and JoJo, JoJo played some soccer yeah. too. so like, like there's there's even the connection there. So like, even like with all of those girls and the level of attitude that I saw them play with, um, just this past fall, you know, I'm expecting great things.
1: And another uh, young lady, a junior, Addie Tweed, Clark Ransom brought her up from the JV's during the second half of last season, and she she had been up starter on the JV team but he had her coming off the bench last year as a sophomore the first night I saw her she just walked out on the court and I thought oh this is a player and what she did on the court solidified my opinion and she has had some huge moments on the court for them so
2: uh,
1: they're going to be losing some seniors they're still going to be okay next year with Eberhardt and Addy but the seniors are the heartbeat of this team and i i think i don't see anybody in the division who's going to stop them from a three-peat as we're speaking tuesday they play a decent they host a, a decent newark team tonight so i'll see how that goes for them but uh Uh, whether they can win that elusive district championship. I don't know. There are a lot of good D1 teams in the Central District. Uh, It's within the possibility. Is it within the probability? I don't know. But uh, another, a three-peat as far as conference championships, I think, is is there for them to
2: grasp. And the thing with with sort of the same thing with North Union, it just who depends you get in the draw. I Absolutely. Mean, where you get seated uh, allows, you know, obviously it allows you to, you know, do some things, but it just really depends on who's in that bracket next to you. So
1: The one thing that I'm concerned about, they're 6-0. and oh, Five of those victories have been blowouts, and I think three or four of them have been running clock type of blowouts. Now, they did – beat Hilliard Darby week and a half ago by three or four points. And everybody was just rolling their eyes. Oh, my goodness, what are we going to do? No, that's the type of game they need. They need to be challenged. Beating Hilliard Davidson, beating Dublin Jerome by a ton of points, that doesn't do them any good. Well, it gets it does them good in that it gets a lot of the younger kids some court time, but as far as presenting a challenge, and what you are going to do as far as reacting to a team that sticks their nose right in your face, which is what you're going to see come tournament time. This win, this this handful of points win against Hilliard Darby, did more for them than the five blowouts that they've that they've won so far this year. So. Um, I'm excited to see what they do as the season
0: progresses. I just, I just want to reiterate um, my uh, biased opinion that wrestling is the greatest sport known to mankind. Uh, we will continue to have this argument throughout the rest of the season. Yeah. Good, good luck to everybody this season. All right, that's going to be the show for this week. Thank you guys for all the good information, and thanks to everyone out there for listening. And of course, thanks to our sponsor Axiona Energia for sponsoring the podcast. As always, if you like what you hear, please be sure and subscribe to the show. Reach out to us. Let us know what you'd like to hear us talk about. As we said at the top of the show, this is going to be a kind of a monthly update. The sports guys will come in once a month and, and let everyone know what's going on in local sports, and then we'll return to news, which is what we'll do next week. So we appreciate you listening. Be sure to subscribe to the show. Be sure to tune in next week, and we'll
2: see you on Thursday.